When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Wigan Oval. It's all over here and a bit of an upset. The Red Legs have run it winners by 29 points. Sturt led by five points at quarter time. And then Norwood led by two at half time, seven at three quarter time and kicked four goals in the last quarter to win by 29 points. This is today's play thanks to Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And for Home Start Finance, get into your home sooner with Home Start Finance. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. Ben's the Red Leagues, far too good. Yeah, they were far too good. I just thought their spread from contest was really good today. They didn't have that at the start of the season, and they covered the ground so well today. And we saw it from their mids in Nunn, in Kennelly, in Rokar. Those guys are back, and Norwood are back. Three wins in a row now. Yep. We mentioned it's two games they are outside of the top five. They play a lot of the teams around them to finish this season. So they are every chance of playing finals if they can keep this form up. Let's have a look at some stats for Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Yeah, so let's go through the major possession getters on the ground. Nick Rokar finished with 25 touches. Very good for Norwood across the four quarters. Put a full four-quarter performance in. Casey Voss had 23, only the one in the last term. They held him really well, the Red Legs did. Dakin got up to 21 for the Double Blues. Ling and Seymour with 20, and Kennelly and Wilson with 18 for the game. So they were some of the main possession winners. Connor McLean and Matt Panos kicked the two, along with Declan Hamilton. So three multiple goal kickers for the Red Legs on the day. Bannon Lowe with, with the one. Creswell and Goy Lock kicked that goal after the siren there. For Sturt, it was a not pretty reading. Josh Hone, the one goal. Richards with one. And Josh Wrench was the other goal kicker. Heavy lifter for Kona Cranes and D-Mag hooked on the safety. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Luke Sermon for this one. He had the seven clearances, which is the most clearances on the day. He, he did some really heavy lifting around the ground, some contested grabs, but also when he was inside and giving Harry Boyd a chop out, he was really important for them. And uh, it's the reason why Norwood won the clearance count in the end. By four, they were far better around the footy. I like it. Inspirational moment for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service. We're going to stay with the big man at Norwood, and it's Harry Boyd. His tackle down here on the wing was a massive tackle, and uh, they're things that absolutely inspire your team when your big ruckman is laying tackles like that. And They uh, they were superior in the tackle count today. They out-tackled the double blues 70-45, to 45 and it was a real... Hallmark of their game today. All right, Inga, get your finger on the button because we're ready for the goal of the day. The goal of the game for Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Better late than never, men's. Uh, what's the goal of the day? It, the goal of the day is our duo call at the end of the game there, Bonds. It's Matt Panos's goal. Something from nothing in the goal square. Threw it on the boot over the shoulder. A really nice snap. And uh, there's a couple of them for the red legs, but we've gone with Matt Panos's sealer in the last. 
All right, uh, let's go around the grounds thanks to Morris Finance. Success together. There's uh, a, another big upset. I yes, hear. there is another big upset. We'll go to that game, and it's Prospect Oval. North Adelaide 10-6-66 has knocked off the Adelaide Crows 7-15-57. Some inaccurate kicking there, just like it hurts dirt here has hurt the Crows in that one. So the Roosters get a much-needed win on the board there at home. And if we go to Stradorama Stadium, this team is firing on all cylinders at the moment. Glenelg, 17-12, 114. Lead Central's very late in that game, 8-9-57. So they're going to run out with effectively a 10-goal or close to a 10-goal win there, the Bay. So they just keep rolling at the moment. The other two games that happened yesterday, Port Adelaide, was just got the better of West Adelaide 13 14 92 to 12 10 82 10 point win there for Port Adelaide and South Adelaide caused an upset at Montaigne Care over against the Eagles 11 10 76 to 8 10 58. It's been a bit of a round uh, of upsets, isn't it? There's, um, um, there's been well today, I, you thought that this might be a close game, but in the end, Norwood just you know, a, a four goal win. Yep. Almost a five-goal win, really, is is massive in these conditions. It really is. I mean, for Sturt, you rue the missed opportunities and not taking those chances that we spoke about. They had majority of the play in the second term and only kicked the five behinds compared to Norwood, who went down and slingshot and kicked two goals off the back of it. So, in the end, they didn't take their chances, and that was the difference in the matchup here at Wigan Oval. And it does. It sets up an interesting. If we if we take a look at the ladder bonds, it. So it's such an interesting back end of the year because you've now got Port Adelaide sitting in fourth position on five wins and six losses, and you go down to tenth position on the table. It's Norwood, three wins and eight losses. There is yep. two games separating six spots on the table. Great. Such a wide-open competition. It helps uh, the double blues that Adelaide lost today. So the double blues still have a two-game buffer over the Adelaide Crows, but uh, Glenelg now outright top with this loss to the Double Blues today. They are 10-1, and one, the Double Blues 9-2 and two on the season. Time to have a look at your best players, men's thanks to Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, and for Homestart Finance, get into your home sooner with Homestart Finance. Yeah, look, there's a number of good players on the day, and in particular for the Red Legs that particularly were very good in the second half and, and could have gotten the best players. So just a couple of mentions. Pierce Seymour was good today. I thought Kennelly and Nunn were really good around the ball for the Red Legs. They did some really good things. Coombless was very good for the Double Blues in the first half. But my votes go to one goes to Harry Boyd. I thought his work in the second half around the contest, he had the six clearances, which, which was second most on the day. The 13 touches and... Upwards of 30 hitouts. He was very good for the Red Legs and gave him first use. Two votes went to Casey Voss. He was by far the best player on the ground to half time. He was kept very quiet, in particular in that last quarter, and it's probably why Norwood got over the top of the double blues. And my three votes goes to Nick Rokar. I thought across the four quarters, he was the best player on the ground. Had a very good four-quarter performance. He had the 25 touches, but what I really liked about his game was he laid the six tackles, which was the most of anyone on the ground. He covered the ground so well today. He set him up in offense and defense. And Nick Rokar was back to his best today, and he gets the three votes. All right, Nick Rokar, the best player on the ground as uh, 
Now, we've, men's, we've still got about uh, 10 or 12 minutes before we have to go. So, did you want to sing us a song or? No, <laughs> why not? I've actually got some very interesting news to share oh. with you, Bonds. Okay. Um, it's not about me. We've just done the sample wrap of the scores. Well, I'm going to go around the grounds, thanks to Morris Finance, and take you to the AFL scores. Yes, do that. Because we thought there was a couple of interesting scores in the sample. We'll have a listen to this. So let's go straight to the one I'm alluding to. Optus Stadium, West Coast are taking on St Kilda. It is 30 minutes gone into the first quarter. The West Coast Eagles lead St Kilda four goals, one twenty-five to three goals straight, 18. Stop it. West Coast are seven points in front in the first quarter, and in a, they haven't got within 80 points of any team in four weeks. So... I'm not sure they'll hang on, but a huge start for the Eagles over there in Perth. A seven-point lead there. The other game going on currently is up in Darwin at TIO, Treasure Park. Melbourne playing the GWS Giants. Melbourne 4-12, inaccurate, kicking 36. Trail GWS 6-4-40. It's just ticked over to three-quarter time. So a four-point lead for the Giants there at uh, up in Darwin. So an interesting game on our hands there. So we could see a few upsets today, Bonds, and... Look, wow. I still don't give West Coast any chance. They're in front at the moment. At quarter time, it's just ticked over. But um, they're in the game, which is all their fans have really been asking for. Well, and thanks to Morris Finance, we will take you to that game straight after this one. West Coast playing St Kilda, um, part of the AFL Nation call. Uh, I want to have a look at next week's games, men's. Um, first one up uh, is the Eagles taking on Port Adelaide at Montaigne Care. Yeah, it is. It's... Uh, Interesting to always see which Port Adelaide team you have on the park. It's very much predicated on what happens with the AFL lineup. We know that the power are pretty healthy in the AFL at the moment. And just let's take a second to mention how good was that goal from Dan oh. Houston last night. In those conditions, uh, outside 50, took the mark, which was a hard mark to take as it is. Uh, went back and said, no, no, I've got this. Uh, to kick that the way he did... Absolutely incredible, and again, it's a great photo, the still shot of them yes. trying to spoil the ball. They've the won. goal umpire. <laughs> the goal umpire is a great, like, yeah. that is a great spot as well from the goal umpire, but they've won two games this year by the margin of 30 centimetres, the yes. power. The Sydney Swans was the other game where Alira, they actually got that ball, so it's gone their way on both of those occasions, but... Like I mentioned, they're pretty healthy in the AFL side, so they will be healthy next week against the Eagles at Montaigne Key Oval. So it's, uh, it should be a pretty line ball game, that one um, there on Saturday. The other game, which we have mentioned a few times, is at Cooper Stadium is Norwood hosting Glenelg. Now, Glenelg, uh, obviously the form team in the competition with 10 wins on the trot, but Norwood have to be every chance going into that game with the way they've played the last three weeks. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's going to be a cracking game as well. Uh, our game for broadcast next week is South taking on North Adelaide. Two winners coming up against each other. Two teams that have had massive wins against teams that they were not favoured uh, away from home for South Adelaide and North Adelaide against a, a pretty red-hot Adelaide Crow. So what it does is it makes it really interesting, the implications around finals. If North win next week, they'll jump into the five. South Adelaide need a win to stay in touch. So... It's a really intriguing game, that one there. South Adelaide, and we've called the game, Bonds, have not played Flinders University well the last couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how they go back at home, but they were far better yesterday. Their ball movement was much better against the Eagles. And so that will be a great game. 
West Adelaide come up against Sturt at High End Stadium. I'd give West a, a chance here. Yeah, definitely. they've been good at home. And, uh, and the other thing that they'd take confidence from is they only played Sturt maybe four or five weeks ago here at Wigan Oval in front of us right now. And they lost that game by four points. So they will match up well against the Double Blues. That's what they will be thinking. And West Adelaide fans will think they're every chance there. And look, they're still in touch in distance of finals, West Adelaide. They're now two games back of the five, but they're doing some pretty good things down there at High Sand Stadium. And, uh, and the last game of the round is all games on the Saturday next week. Uh, the Bulldogs taking on the Adelaide Crows at Nuriupa. At Nuri, uh, yes. So that'd be great for the local community out there. So. Centrals have been unbelievable at home this year. They have not won a game, Bonds, away from ex-convenience Oval. So that will be a challenge. It is their home game there, but it will be a challenge to see how they go against the Crows, who will be very disappointed after today's loss to North Adelaide. Uh, they wanted to stay in touch with the top two, but that makes it a bit harder now with that loss. They go to seven and four on the table. Let's look at the light. Looked at the ladder. Glenelg now a game clear on top, 10 and one. Yeah, they are, and they're just they're absolutely rolling. Their percentage is elite, 61%. So they look like the minor premiership is going to wrap up for them. Sturt, obviously, in second position. The Crows in third. We have Port in fourth and Central Districts still remain in fifth position on the table even after their loss to Glenelg today. And Bonds, the bottom five. North Adelaide have jumped up to sixth position. The Eagles suffer the most. They've dropped out of the five, and they're in seventh. South uh uh, there with four wins after the Eagles. And then with three wins is West Adelaide and Norwood still on the bottom, but they've won three in a row. Yes. It doesn't feel like they should be there. No, it doesn't. Um, however, if they knock off Glenelg next week, oh, it's almost certain they'll jump up the table. So uh, it's all ahead of them for the Red Legs, but they uh, are playing some really good footy at the moment. Just want to ask you a question without notice. Uh, buy rounds. We've had buy rounds in the sample and a bit of a mixture of, of weeks on and off and um, gather round, there was a buy. Everyone had the week off. But that's what I want to see in the AFL. The buy rounds has been spread over four weeks. I want to see one week, no games, cut it off. Everyone has a buy in the same week. All fantasy footy players will be happy because they don't have to trade in and out for four weeks. We have a trade period. Oof. In that week. Oh, I see where you're going with this. And we have the under-18 championships played as as the highlight of the weekend. Yep. I'm guessing you'd have the mid-season draft in as there well. as well. So um, you do all that at the yep. Hall of Fame yep. as well. Yep. That's on the, you know, that's in that week as well. So you make a, um, a bigger deal about that. Not that it probably isn't, but let's have the Hall of Fame, the under-18 championships, a mid-season draft, and then the trade period. It's really interesting. It's It'd be interesting to know the reason potentially they don't do that at the moment is the commercial deal, and they yeah. want AFL played every single weekend. Um, and so that's where a lot of the decisions come off the back of the commercial deal and the money that's into the game. But it's not a bad point, Bonds. It, it allows families as well to plan to go away Correct. as well in that weekend. And But also, also the broadcasters have got an extra round this year. That wasn't part of the deal. Yep. So Gather Round came in. They gave them 23 rounds instead of 22. Yes. So yes. they're getting a bonus anyway. Yeah, no, I don't mind that at all because it does allow planning, allows different things to happen. And it uh, the evenness of the competition certainly happens as well with the buy all being in the same week. 
um, I think you got your bias hat a little bit on in terms of fantasy football as well, and it'll just make <laughs> your management a little bit easier with just the one week of buys instead of four. But um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a great point. It's something they'll definitely look into moving forward. And how has yeah. that worked? Because it used to be all in the same week, didn't it? And they've sort of changed it in recent seasons. Yeah, they, yeah they've done it over a, over a couple of weeks. So half the teams are playing, half the teams are missing out. Um, then that also solves the argument of what a team's do off a buy. We don't have yep. to have that discussion, um, which to me is a little bit pointless, but I know the record's there, but no, a little bit pointless. Another question without notice. Who currently is the best player in the sample, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. There's a number that would put their hands up for that. Um, look, if I'm to go through the midfielders, uh, I think the best player in the competition at the moment is Matt Crouch. And... I think I can say he's in the competition because he's not playing AFL footy anytime soon. Correct. So I would still stick with Matt Crouch. Um, and for consistency, look, Campbell Coombe's still having another great year. I mean, Gary Medlis, he is. Um, Glenelg's got so many across the park. And look, Lockie Hose is having a fantastic season, as is Liam McBean. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there are a few. Paddy Wilson, when he's at his best, is as good as any as well. So there's a few names that I've thrown out. But I don't think we have a clear standout that maybe in previous seasons you definitely had. Um, and so who would you go? So I'm getting to I'm getting my question that I'm getting to is the McGarry medal favourite at this point in the season. Yep. Uh, I think the guy that played for Sir today, number 34, he's going to be right up there again as far as McGarry medal goes. He's played some outstanding footy. He was clearly best on ground last time we were here. Might have got a vote today. Yep. I think he would have got a vote yeah. today. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Casey Voss certainly will be up there. The issue will be Wilson will take votes off him. Lewis will yeah. take votes off him as well. Um, yeah. I think you have to have a think about Glenelg. They've won the 10 games. So Will Turner poll really well, but then Snook's in there and Partington as well. Um, Again, they've, they've got votes will be spread around, I believe. And the same thing will happen with Crouch at Adelaide because you've got Schoenberg and Haightley that have played really well and, and will take votes as well. So it does leave it a pretty open count this year. It's going to be really interesting coming At this stage um, as to what happens and where those votes go. Um, look, James Rowe is going to poll some votes yes. for the Eagles as well. He's Started had some the outstanding really well. games. Um and then if you go to South Adelaide, Mitch O'Neill's had some good performances as well. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an exciting McGarry medal this year, without a doubt. I, I still, if I was to pick one right now, I would still pick Matt Crouch, knowing that he's going to play the last seven games of the season effectively. And we'll and, think unless the enough. Crows get some major injuries, yep. he's playing sample all year, isn't he? Yes, he, yes, he yep. absolutely is, and we saw that last year. So um, that seems like he will be in the sample the rest of the season and have every opportunity to continue dominating like he did again today. I mean, in that loss to North Adelaide, um, they'll be disappointed with it, but Crouch still had the 35 possessions. So you'd expect Harrison Wig next with 33 and then it'll spin on 28. You'd expect Crouch probably polls one or two in that it, game. It's not, not all about possessions, but the people that get the footy more generally yep. catch the eye of the umpires. Yep. And... And he was very good again last week in the game we called down at Flinders University. We, we gave him the two votes in that one. So I think he will poll well, Matt Crouch. One quick question for you again. If Nord can make the five, can they win the whole thing? Absolutely can. We saw it last year. That All you need is results to go your way. If Adelaide's in there, you don't know what team they'll have. The same with Port Adelaide. 
Everyone's saying Glenelg right now are unbeatable. Well, I'll take you back to a couple of years ago when they won 16 or 17 in a row. Yes. Look, they lost the grand final and the Eagles pumped them in that game. So you just need to make it to be a chance. And Norwood showed it last year. And so I, Twig Rollins will be selling that message 100%. Boys, we keep winning these games. We can do anything. Speaking about doing heavy lifting, uh, someone who does heavy lifting for us every week back in the studio is Inga. She hates the button that <laughs> plays that little stinger every week for us, the goal of the day button, so we'll have to do some work on that. But Inga, thanks for your help again today. Um, she's cooking a roast tonight, so I think we're due over there at about uh, 7 o'clock. Perfect. It's starting to get cooler here, Bon, so roast sounds great. <laughs> We'll leave you with the highlights. Norwood running out winners by 29 points on behalf of Dan Menzel and myself, Paul Bonzer. We'll see you next time. Oh, inside 50, and Wrench has taken the mark. And he'll go back and have a set shot only about 20 metres out on a 45-degree angle. Actually, he's put the first one through. So an early goal to the double blues. We haven't even gone a minute. Stolen again by Hamilton. Gives to Panos. Panos 35 metres out. Doesn't miss these. Manny Panos gets the first one on the board for Norwood. Richards on the half volley was very nice. Then snapped a beautiful goal. And Declan Hamilton has a shot here from, it'll be about 45 out on a tough angle. Runs around a fraction, makes pretty good contact and has kicked the goal. Kicks it up to Creswell and he kicks the goal. Well, that come from nowhere. The ball's been down since end all quarter. Hone stayed on his feet. Morris fell over. Hone had a bounce, ran into an open goal and put the first one in the second half on the board for the double blues. Lock puts it to the top of the square. Sturt have numbers here, Casey Boss. Well, might have been held. In fact, the umpire's called play on. It's a goal. So Connor McLean will get a free kick from the goal square and kicks the goal. Sermon handballed out in front of Declan Hamilton. He wheels around, then straightens, kicks into the pocket. The mark taken into an open You're listening to Sandful on SEN, thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023.